1: That's Chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And now, it's the Rest Up with Brad Restituting. Hi, I am not Brad Restituto, but uh, your producer, Spencer Ostrowski. Brad is having a little bit of technical difficulties to start the show, so I will start it off. Uh, obviously, you are watching The Rest Stop. We are on every Tuesday and Thursday from 9 to 10 Pacific Standard Time. If you want to watch the show afterwards, you can check us out on YouTube. Just look up The Rest Stop with Brad Restituto, and it will be on there. Or you can check out all the podcasting stuff on Landry Football. You can either go to Landry Conference uh, Football or... Or just look it up like Landry Football on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all that great stuff. So I'll start the show while he uh, gets accustomed here. And he will he should be on in just one quick moment. But we'll start off with the Thursday night football game, which was actually really surprising. Uh, I had taken the... <laughs> Sorry, Corey. He'll be on in just a moment. Uh, I had taken the Jaguars in this game. Uh, I just thought that... They're a little more poised. The Dolphins looked like they hadn't really gotten it all together, although they did have a lot of momentum coming in from that Bills game, without a doubt. So uh, pretty impressive win. I don't know what it's worth necessarily. This is like one of those games where it's like, wow, the Miami Dolphins like got a big win against the Jaguars but then you realize like projecting forward and the rest of the season it's just like okay i mean what is that really worth <laughs> hi chris Wynn. yeah yeah free money tonight oh wow he had the money line i don't know if it was necessarily free but uh according to the sports book it was very heavy dolphins and <laughs> uh i didn't say you were so wrong i don't think dave but uh C.J. Henderson, I said it was supposed to be his coming out party, but the reality was it was one of the most embarrassing performances from a rookie that I've seen all season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Brian, we, we can start talking about it behind his back, but uh, C.J. Henderson forgot he was in the NFL for the first part of the game where he uh, let that guy go to the ground. I forget the receiver's name, but he just watched him and was like, all right, let's go to the next Let's go to the next play. And they're lucky there they was someone behind him because you you would almost assume that his team is like, okay, he's going to tap him. Let's get set for the next defensive play. <laughs> yeah, so Fitzpatrick looked great. Looks like we're not going to be getting to it anytime soon, which is probably for the best. Uh, this is probably the more important part, which is next season for the Dolphins be I'm sure they'll have Fitzpatrick again and I'm sure they're working (laughs) thank you Brian I I appreciate you letting me start off the show and uh, being there supporting uh yeah I mean the Jaguars looked exactly how they did how I expected them to look in week one which is even more especially surprising given that Colts performance and projecting forward for the Colts of how good they've looked and it looks like we have Brad now so I will remove myself and put Brad in
1: Spence star started without me, uh, uh, but looks like you got it going. Welcome to the rest stop. I'm Brad the Believer. You've already seen Spencer the Wiz. Follow him on Twitter, at Spencer the Wiz, and also be sure to download the Twitch app and go to www.twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football, and then, of course, LandryFootball.com, and you can search the podcast on any of the podcasting platforms under Landry Football Conference Call. And then, of course, search the rest stop from there. But, yeah, Spence, uh, come on in, Spence. You were already talking about the Thursday night game here. Looks like that's how you started it off. Um, Really took both of us by surprise a little bit, but the money was spot on as it was going all the way towards the Dolphins, got off of the key number of three and got down to two and a half is what it closed at. And the Dolphins pretty much led wire to wire, Spence.
0: Yeah, uh, we were just talking about that. I mean, Fitzpatrick looked seven for seven which was a career record for him I don't know if that's worth but that's still pretty cool that he was able to still be so productive at his age which uh, looks like more quarterbacks are able to play farther into uh, their careers which probably comes from a lot of analytics and the advancement of health and science.
1: Uh, As far as I'm concerned with tonight's game Brian Flores is by far the better coach Doug Marone uh, has been on the hot seat for a couple years and just not very good tonight was Marone as Fitzpatrick finally got it going. He only threw the ball 20 times but didn't, did not turn it over, threw t- two touchdown passes, ran for 38 yards, and scored one on the ground. Uh, he was efficient, led the team down the field in the opening drive, really did what he had to do. And uh, some key mistakes by the Jaguars and what I thought was a couple of bad decisions um, late in the game. I thought even down 21, they should have kicked the field goal and field goal range at the beginning of the fourth quarter, even though it doesn't seem that way. Um, it really could have given them an opportunity since they did score later. But uh, Doug Marrone's just not a very good coach. He'll probably be out after this year. And the Dolphins, uh, we talked about how they don't have a lot of talent per se on the roster, but we really like direction Brian Flores is going. And they get a nice road win on a short week, although they didn't have to travel very far in the same state. the final. Gardner Gardner Minshew was 30 of 42, 275 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Xavier Howard had to pick for Miami. But Jacksonville looks like what we thought they'd be at the beginning of the year as uh, they really had no chance from start to finish. They answered a touchdown early to to cut it to 14-7, but it was all Dolphins after that. And uh, we're gonna have to wait to see Tua for a few more weeks. Dave's very fired up. Dave Perry, a Dolphins fan. Uh, I don't know why he's so excited. It's pretty much like being a Vikings fan. You get one small win, and uh, you want to hang your hat on that the rest of the season. Uh, this win means nothing for the Dolphins, Dave. I'm sorry. And if you're a Dolphins fan, it means nothing. The only hope is that um, you got ex- expanded playoffs, so an extra team will be in a wild card hunt. For both sides, but the Dolphins aren't going to be in that hunt. So if you're not playing for a playoff spot, what are you playing for? Uh, a top five pick. And if the Dolphins keep winning games, they're not going to be playing for a top five pick. So I'm glad you're so excited about this win, Dave, but it does nothing for the Dolphins. Uh, they need to draft better is what they need to do. They drafted good uh, good offensive linemen in Austin Jackson, but they're going to have to put pieces around Tua to Tonga Viola if uh, they want to get back into the playoff mix. Uh, that's great, Corey. So so Spence, jump on here. Uh, a lot of the uh, peanut gallery here in the chat tonight decided to text me personally because they wanted to give out their picks. And like I was telling you off the air, you got to have the stones to get on the bright lights under the camera and give the picks against the believer and the Wiz. And here's the deal. Chris Wynn, Dave Perry, Bravo, Corey, anybody in the chat right now, Nick, you have a free invite, anybody in the chat, any listeners out there to come on the rest stop any Thursday of your choice and pick every game against the spread against me and the Wiz. If you do that, you'll be the champion of the week. You'll win a prize to be determined later, and you get to come back on, gloat, and defend the title against me and the Wiz. One guy took us up on that challenge so far. That's David Perry in the chat. He came and He lost. He failed as we beat him, not by a wide margin, but we beat him. So you have to beat me and the the Wiz, Spencer the Wiz, outright against the spread to come back and call yourself a champion. So um, we will have an email address for the rest stop here in the next couple weeks. Or you can message me privately and we'll get you set up on the show and you you could pick against us. So everybody texting me privately or whatever you have to say, step up to the plate. Uh, I don't want to hear your excuses. I'm not going to tout the picks you sent me. Uh, in a private message. So get on the show, give the picks with everybody watching. You beat us both clearly outright, not a tie. You beat us. You get to come back. Other than that, I don't want to hear it because uh, I'm 50%, which is not great so far this year. Spence is one game ahead of me. And I was very awful in my picks of the week last week. They went 0-2, but I can promise you that's not going to happen again. Uh, In the past, it's documented on other shows, uh, eight weeks in a row, uh, I've given out a money line underdog a few years ago, and it hit eight weeks in a row. And here in week three, Spence, I'm calling it now. I'm going to have my best week yet. I'm going to go over 500. I'm going to give you some money line dogs that are going to win outright, uh, and I'm going to get back on the winner's circle. So that's what's going to happen this week. So make sure you stay tuned for our picks as that's going to happen. And the Wiz has been great so far this year too. He's not an experienced better, but he follows it all closely, and he's been solid so far this year. So anybody that's got got the nuts, got the balls to come on and beat us both, here's your invite. And if you could do it, you call yourself the champ. I'll call you the champ, and you can come back on next week. So that being said, Spence, we've got some news in college football uh, as the Pac-12 has decided that they're going to backtrack what they said earlier, and they're going to get back to playing football. Not only the Pac-12, but the Mountain West Conference, who close to home here, the UNLV Rebel football team under new head coach Marcus Arroyo, they're ready to get back on the field. Both teams decided October 24th is going to be the date. So it looks like everybody is on the same page and we're going to have football. Now, they have not been as good uh, as far as the testing goes, Spence. There, There are a lot of positive tests, a lot of games having to be postponed and rescheduled um but they're rolling it out so you've given your thoughts earlier uh you you, you're saying you can't expect the college kids uh to do what they're supposed to do but they're going to go ahead and pull the trigger sec football gets started this weekend pac-12 mountain west setting a date of october 24th fall football going to be in full effect spence what are your thoughts on the announcements today by the pac-12 mountain west conference
0: yeah, it was just as I predicted. I, I knew all of them would start tumbling back. They see how much money is being generated. I mean, these guys all know each other, obviously, like through these conferences. The people who run them. It's all about making money. And again, we're exploiting these kids for their health to put a game on TV and make as much money possible. I just, <laughs> I hate it because we've we've seen it. I mean, there's already outbreaks going on. And obviously, when they get off, when they get off of that football field, it's not like they're going to the hotels for these team meetings or they're going to school. They're going, they're hanging out with their friends. It's just not possible unless you put trackers on them. But then you can talk about all these legal rights. There's not enough time. They didn't they didn't have enough time to prepare for all these things. And it's just sad to me to see it. But I guess it's cool, I guess, if you're a really fan, big fan of those conferences. But I don't know. It just it doesn't sit with me the right way.
1: Well, with all the action tonight, Spence, we had Thursday Night Football in the NFL. We had NBA Western Conference Final Game 4 tonight um, and WNBA action uh, but also, there was a college football game, and we'll give you that score really quick. And I believe Conference USA action, the UAB Blazers, University, University Alabama-Birmingham, took on Southern Alabama. They were a double-digit favorite in that game, and UAB got the win 42-10. to So that was a lone college football game tonight. Uh, there's so many games that have been postponed and canceled, and then there's some games rolling out in college football. So we got to kind of follow that one day at a time. But as you're putting up the graphic Spence, game four in the Western Conference Finals tonight, saw the LA Lakers. They took a commanding lead, 114-108. That game goes over the total. Some places it closed at 215, and the line was six. Landed on a push there. The Nuggets get the or – I'm sorry, the Lakers get the win. Uh, But the Nuggets are right where they want to be. The last two series, they were down three games to one, and they found a way – Uh, to come back and win as big underdogs in those series. So who's to say they won't do it again, Spence, as they were crushed with offensive rebounds by the Lakers late in that game was really the nail in the coffin. Uh, But they fought hard. Uh, They kept it within a couple possessions in the fourth quarter, but they just couldn't get the key rebounds and key spots. And the Lakers are one game away for representing the Western Conference in the finals.
0: Yeah, and and to that I would say, yeah, they have them right where they wanted. Right, They've done it twice, but – the thing is, is no other team has come back from 2 two, three, one series in the playoffs before in the same playoffs, um, you know, series overall. I, I could see it in their faces tonight, that daunting feeling. Jokic, especially, he looked like he was empty inside, especially when he picked up that fifth foul. I can tell he checked out of the game and it looked like, you know, he was going to have this big off to the game. But I think as, it, as the game went on, his legs are starting to feel a lot more tired than I think he'd like to admit. And it's just the Lakers are not the Clippers. <laughs> They're a lot more focused. And at first I was really on the Clippers. I thought all the Peloton bike, all the hype, all that going on. Exactly. was what I, I thought I was really all in on that. But when you see him on the court, you see guys leaving. And Montrez Harrell, you know, to to his credit, did have a very serious loss in his family, someone close to him. But you also have guys uh, who are going to strip clubs and eating food based off of their name because they were sick of being in the bubble. So that alone right there was okay that they're not all in. And the clip and the Lakers from the start, you didn't hear a peep from them, which ultimately ended up being a good thing. LeBron has these guys reined in, you know, they may get that desperation win, the nuggets going into the next game, but that'll wear off. It could wear off already. It already looked like that in this game. So we'll see if they can get it together. But I don't think you'll see another blown three one series, especially from a team as talented as the Lakers.
1: Uh, Dwight Howard got the start tonight for the Lakers at center he's been really key in some key moments uh, on the glass and, and really keeping some key possessions alive uh, a question I have for you though is what the hell's up with Marquise Morris's haircut is this like a 1995 Coolio haircut I mean that thing's awful I mean the dude has got to do something with that man what is up with that stupid haircut on Marquise Morris?
0: Yeah, the the thing is with a lot of these guys' haircuts is I don't think they have real friends (laughs) is the problem. And what I mean by that is if my friend, like one of my closest friends came up to me and he had a dumb haircut, I'd say, dude, you look ridiculous. But what I think is happening around some of these really um, highly paid players is that their friends are being like, are these yes men, like, dude, you look so cool, love the new haircut, and then they go out looking like a fool. And I'll tell you who really uh, is a victim of that is uh Hazonia on the Blazers when he was wearing those Yodolehu Yodolehihu uh high socks in I believe game four against the Lakers. So these guys need to surround themselves with a little with people who care a little more about them, I think.
1: Well it, it's it's awful. And uh you know they've got the big stage here in the bubble. Um and like I mean come on man. I mean Morris the the Morris twins on on both sides of the LA teams uh at times have not done their teams very many favors. So we'll see Uh, Marcus or Markeith Morris has made some big shots for the Lakers and he's made some big defensive plays, but look, the Lakers are one game away from the NBA finals. And on the other side, Spence in the Eastern conference, another three to one series lead. Saw Tyler hero go for 37 last night. Uh, One of only three rookies, I believe to have like a 35 plus game in the playoffs Uh, and, and hero Uh, had some hype coming into this season as far as one of the rookies to look out for. And what a key moment to have a big spot game Four, Eastern conference finals, big moment for Tyler hero and and a lot of momentum for the heat. And and we know we've seen throughout this playoff. There's a lot of unpredictability that can happen and the heat have as much confidence as anybody. And if they can close out this series, uh, they'll be well-rested and ready to go to take on the Lakers. And we know the Lakers, if they're not dialed in, uh, can be beat. And if they're not hitting their shots, not hitting their free throws, there's a chance that if they go to the finals, it could be a long series. We, they they were one kind of hail mary Anthony Davis three away from being tied in this series. Uh, so who's to say that the that the Heat can't get hot, make those key free throws, make those key stops? They're a little bit of a better defensive team than the Nuggets are. What are your thoughts? The the Heat were an underdog in this series, and they got a big three to one lead here against the Celtics.
0: Yeah, and the the Celtics are another team that just don't look into it. You know, they get the desperation win to keep them in the series, but I I predicted. I mean, you could see it. Even that big lead that they had in their desperation game kind of dwindled at the end, and they're they're not really all there. And projecting forward, if the Heat do make the finals, I mean, that's the Lakers' worst nightmare, in my opinion. Bam Adebayo is going to match up on Anthony Davis, which is probably the worst matchup that Anthony Davis can possibly have. In addition, you got a guy like Jay Crowder who isn't going to stop LeBron completely. But if you're talking about physical profiles, I think he may be the best player in the NBA to match up with him size wise and strength wise and to an extent speed. So I know the Lakers were not circling them on their, on the, you know, on the bracket, but it looks like that's who they're going to have to end up facing.
1: I really like that breakdown Spence. I think Bam Adebayo young, energetic, uh, aggressive, uh, And and he's a great matchup compared to who else is matching up against him in these playoffs. I think he's going to give the energy and he's going to give the Lakers all they can handle. Is he going to be effective? I don't know. But, But C. Wynn made a good point about Anthony Davis's ankle. The guy's been banged up kind of throughout the bubble. Nothing serious, but it was an eye poke here, an ankle turn there, and he has a history of injury throughout his career. So we're coming down to the biggest games of the season after a three-month layoff. Who's to say that some of these nicks and nacks don't affect Davis more so when he's got a healthy young guy like Bam Adebayo and some of these other guys that are are dogs defensively matching up against the Lakers? I think it'll – Line up to be a really good series. But let's not quite count out the Celtics yet. I know it looks like the door is almost shut, but this is still a very talented and well coached Celtics team that one win will give them the confidence they need to get back in the series. And the line is not going to be reflective. It's going to be a close line, three points or less. Um, I know you think it's over, Spence, but I don't think it's over quite yet. Definitely the Heat need to take advantage and close the door. We kind of saw them let. Milwaukee back into it a little bit after they had a stranglehold on that series. Milwaukee played them very close without Giannis. Um, So they really, I I think they've got to close the door in this game five, because if they let the Celtics stick around too long, we could see this game go six or this series go six or seven.
0: Uh, I I predict actually the Celtics do win the next game, but they lose in game six. And the thing that worries me the most about the Celtics is that Tatum is just good for these dead halves or dead, I mean, you would say, okay, maybe not in this series. Okay, well, he started off the bubble with, like, 0-15. Then he has one bad game. And then, you know, obviously the last game, he scored zero points in the first half of that game. The Celtics can't afford for that to happen with how much responsibility they put on him. And the thing that frustrates me the most is when he's having a bad game. It's not that, okay, he's just missing everything. It's, no, he'll shoot from the elbow and miss it three times in a row. And that fourth shot will also be from that same elbow. You would hope that when a guy is struggling, he'll go to the rim because... He is so long, you know, like he can get to the basket basically whenever he wants, especially if he gets a matchup that he likes, if Jay Crowder's not on him or something. So it's just, it's almost like he doesn't have the wherewithal to kind of play a complete game. And he he had as a one track state of mind a lot.
1: And I I do like the storyline. Spolstra, old LeBron coach, Pat Riley, uh, this new look, young Heat team against LeBron in the Lakers. Uh, It does kind of make you think what if LeBron would have stayed his entire. Career from the point that he made the decision with the Heat didn't go back to Cleveland. Uh, What could have happened? We don't know the answer to that, but let's give Pat Riley and Eric Spolster credit to have this Heat team in a matter of two or three years, one game away from getting back to the Eastern Conference finals is really, really impressive to me. And they've got a good team. They've got a good young team. Uh, They've constructed the team very well and they're playing great, confident basketball right now. And it looks like the Jimmy Butler acquisition was exactly the compliment that he needed around those young guys to really see them maximize their potential. And like we said, one game away uh, from being back in the finals, Uh, spent some other playoff action as we have sports in full effect. Now as everybody's pretty fired up as just a few months ago from city to city, we had businesses not open uh, schools, not open, no sports. Now we have golf, MMA, boxing, MLB, NHL, NBA, WNBA, NFL, and college football. Uh, it's just awesome. The sports fan has got to be fired up. Uh, if you're an NHL fan and you're following, the Stanley Cup finals is underway. Tampa Bay last night took a 2-1 to series lead over the Dallas Stars, so that's still going on. We talked about college football. The Thursday night game tonight in NFL saw the Dolphins get their first win as they took down Jacksonville 31-13. to And Spence, how does it feel having sports back around in its entirety now that we're still in the middle of a pandemic, but we're starting to see some normalcy, uh, even though in the midst of all this chaos and confusion, civil unrest, protests, political election, it's good to have sports back.
0: Yes, sports are still an escape for me. And I've personally just been avoiding the pregame stuff. And I understand that that's important for the players, and they should absolutely have the platform to do that. But I tuned in right at kickoff, helps me get into the mind state of, I know all these terrible things are happening around the country, but for this moment, for this quarter, you know, or for this half, I can really, you know, step out of step outside of this stress and just enjoy the game that I love and analyze these sports that I watch so closely. So it does feel good to do that if you can kind of keep yourself in that mind state.
1: All right, Spence, without further ado, let's get ready for it. The Wiz and the Believer – Uh, We're ready to give our picks for week three, Sunday NFL. Uh, I predict this is going to be our best week of the season as we're going to give you every single game against the spread. Uh, We were about 500 last week, but this week I really have a great feeling that we're going to hit it strong. Suspense, hit them with it.
0: Anything you could do, I could do better. (laughs) I can do it. Anything better than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Anything you can be, I can be greater.
1: Good job, Spence. Let's start it off in Philadelphia. This one looks like the toughest uh, for me to handicap all week. Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals. Travel to Philadelphia to take on the O two Eagles. The Eagles and th- these lines are brought to you by William Hill this week. The William Hill lines: uh, the Eagles are minus four and a half, four and a half point favorites against the ran- against the Bengals. Spence, uh, tough one to handicap. Joe Burrow, Carson Wentz, at home. Eagles four and a half point favorite.
0: I hate this game, and as much as I want to take the Bengals, I just. <laughs> Their defense is so bad. Their offensive line is so bad. I have to believe that the Eagles can finally bounce back and win. It feels like they're going to win by a field goal, but I'm going to lean towards the Eagles for the first time.
1: Yeah, Spence, I'm torn on this one, man, because the Eagles just have shown me nothing in two weeks. They blew a big lead against Washington, and I'm I'm such a Joe Burrow fanboy. I loved him. Uh, coming out of LSU, I thought he was far and away the best player. Uh, if I was a team like the Vikings or another team that really needed a quarterback, I would have given up uh, a whole bunch to take Joe Burrow. So it's really tough for me to go against him, especially with the Eagles has played. So this is kind of a last minute decision on my part. I want to lean with you, but I'm going to I'm going to ride Joe Burrow in the Cover Machine. I'm going to take the four and a half, and, and I'm going to take the Bengals plus the points. Uh, next game, Spence. Uh, it's been very disgusting to be a Vikings fan this year. Uh, They're 0-2 against the spread in two very ugly defeats. Uh, Still one more week without all-pro Daniil Hunter rushing the passer. Kirk Cousins has been awful Uh, this year. His worst quarterback rating in his entire career. Last week, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. C-Win, you're a Michigan State guy. This is your guy, Kirk Cousins. Um, The Vikings are panicking. Okay, there was articles from Vikings' website saying, what do they need to trade to get Jameis Winston? So Whoa. they're ready to throw in the towel on Cousins after two weeks. Jeez. They're ready to get Jameis. Uh, Vikings fans like myself are clamoring for the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. After two weeks, we're ready to throw in the towel. I'm personally ready to jump on the Raiders' bandwagon. Oh the Vikings, a home dog against the Titans. Titans 2-0. and Vikings 0 and 2, both 0 and 2 against the spread. The Vikings are two and a half point underdog. Spence, who do you like here?
0: I have to believe that the Titans, until I see the Vikings' offense without Stefan Diggs, I've said this in week one, until I see him perform up to par, I don't think he'll be as bad as he was in week two. That's like really rare to have that bad of a performance. I think he'll bounce back a bit. But still, I, we see the Titans. I believe they can win by three. I don't believe they can win by these large margins. Like, that plus nine and a half was an absolutely ridiculous line, especially against a division rival. So in this in this week, I think the Titans will actually cover.
1: All right, Spence, here's my breakdown. I know what the Vikings are capable of, but here's what they've shown you on film for two weeks. They're not physical on the offensive or defensive lines. They, they get zero pass rush. And Kirk Cousins pretty much keys in on Adam Thielen. They need to get Justin Jefferson more involved and they need to get Dalvin Cook more touches and probably get him the ball out of the backfield. That being said, the Titans strength is at the line of scrimmage. Uh, Derrick Henry led the league in rushing last year. Uh, On tape, it looks like Tennessee should dominate the line of scrimmage. Derrick Henry should have his way. And look, Ryan Tannehill uh, could do a lot more than Phillip Rivers can do last week. And, Mo Ali cox a tight end for Indianapolis, had a field day against the Vikings last week, and the Vikings are really thin at linebacker. Anthony Barr out for the year with a shoulder injury. Uh, draft pick Troy Dye is on IR, so the Vikings have had to sign uh, a guy off the release. Uh, Davis from Denver, and they've also got Hardy Nickerson Jr. They're going to be in trouble, man. Uh, Tennessee should be able to have their way um, John U. Smith should go off if, if Derek Henry, uh, doesn't go off himself, the play action game. I mean, everything adds up to Minnesota getting beat handily in this game. Of course, that being said, Kirk cousins will have his best game of the year. The Vikings <laughs> will control time of possession and they'll win the game by a touchdown, but I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Titans minus two and a half key matchup here. Um, 49ers at Giants, another team ravaged by injury, the 49ers, Solomon Thomas out for the year. Uh, Nick Bosa out. Raheem Mostert running back was banged up last week. Jimmy Garoppolo banged up. And then on the other side of the coin in this matchup, the New York Giants are without Saquon Barkley. Ah man, it's it's a lot of points. The Niners are traveling East Coast again, banged up. Um, It's tough for me to, to do this but I think those injuries are too much to overcome. I'm going to take the Giants plus the four points, Spence. Yeah,
0: I hate that I agree with you on this, but I I, I will agree on that sentiment. Look, the 49ers didn't look that great in week one. They pulled it together, but that was against the Jets. So I was already on the fence about the 49ers this season and the way they looked without Emmanuel Sanders, especially, which sounds weird to say, but he was such a linchpin for them. Uh, I'm going to go with the Giants plus four. I don't know if they'll win, but... I could expect this to be like a one-point game type of thing.
1: Uh, Spence, you're really a big fan of this next matchup. We've talked about uh, Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans. Thanks, Amir. Keep listening, man. Appreciate you. The Houston Texans traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Uh, I haven't liked the Steelers for many years. The Steelers are minus four at home against the Texans. Spence, I know who you like in this one. Lead this one off.
0: I'm going Steelers. I know you're not very high in them, but the Steelers are, to me, the definitive best defensive team in all of football. And you're talking about a Texans team that is just uninspiring at at every position almost except for quarterback. And I know they have a good run game going and stuff like that, but their defense is decimated and (laughs) they just didn't fill out their roster at all. This is just such a disaster. I predict them not to make the playoffs and it sure looks pretty good so far in this young season.
1: Well, it's going to be interesting. The Watt brothers will face each other. T.J. Watt for Pittsburgh. J.J. Watt for Houston. I think J.J. Watt has the better game as he gets the Roethlisberger. And the X Factor, as always, for Houston, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is a great road quarterback. We saw him go toe-to-toe with the Brady's Patriots, his rookie and sophomore year. Uh, and, and the Texans are going to get back on track this week. Um, mm-hmm. So everybody write it down. This is my <laughs> underdog play of the weekend. Not only will wow. the Houston Texans cover the four points against Pittsburgh, they go into Heinz Field and they get the win outright. Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson with the win, so I'll take the Texans.
0: Spence, wow, we are we're on opposite sides this week. The, the, the needle is going to move. I, I kind of sense this, but now that we're really going through it, it feels feels that way.
1: It is. Uh, one of the games of the week here uh, in week three, the 2-0 Rams against the 2-0 Bills – In Buffalo, the Bills, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite according to William Hill. This should be a great matchup. Sean McVay, uh, Sean McDermott, the coaching matchup, two really solid coaches. Uh, Who do you like in this one, Spence? Rams, L.A. Rams, Buffalo Bills.
0: This is the game of the week, and I wish this was actually a Sunday night game. This would be way entertaining. Uh, The both teams – or I should say, you know, the Bills are pretty much playing par for the course, and Stephon Diggs kind of had his first coming-out party, which was pretty cool to see – I can't believe I'm saying this, but I am going to lead towards the Rams in this matchup. And I think if you scheme enough, you can get past this Bill's defense. They sh- they got opened up a bit in that Dolphins game. And I th- I think there's a smart enough coach over there in L.A. that he'll find a way to come out on top in this matchup.
1: Spence, we're in agreement. I may have a different idea. If there was fans in the stadium giving Buffalo that home field advantage, I don't mm-hmm. like the fact that the Rams are traveling west to east. Regardless, if you're fans or not, it's tough to do. Um, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go with you. I think the Rams offensively are too creative. I think Jared Goff has played solid. Robert Woods, and I still don't fully trust Josh Josh Allen. I think Aaron Donald can get to him. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's had a pretty pretty solid year this far and I like the coaching matchup. And with a short number, I predict the Rams to stay undefeated, and I'm with you. I'll take the two and a half. Give me the Rams. Next matchup, Spence, the Washington football team travels to Cleveland to take on the hapless Browns. The Browns are a touchdown favorite in this one. Cleveland minus seven against the Washington football team. Your thoughts?
0: What an ugly game. This one that you would never want to watch with your own two eyes. I'm going to drink the Browns – you know sauce for this week i i think washington's really starting to unfold and they just looked as bad as they should have again that week one performance against the eagles was not indicative of how good or bad they actually are so i think as much as i hate that the, i don't know if the browns can win over a touchdown against any team i'm hoping this is a push for me but i'm gonna go for the browns
1: Spence, surprisingly, I'm with you. I, I I just cannot buy Washington with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback and, and not stability in the running game. I think, uh, I think as Kevin Stefanski continues to get acclimated, the team will be a little more disciplined and play better. They've had a long week to prepare. Uh, I'm going to go with the Browns. Also, give me the touchdown on this one. So we're on board there. Next one, your la your Las Vegas Raiders, Spence. 2-0, they're traveling to Foxborough to take on Cam Newton and the Patriots. William Hill has this one, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I think we're going to be on the same side as this one as we've talked about our thoughts on Derek Carr, and I think we've kind of seen the same thing. Break down this game, Spence, Las Vegas Raiders against the New England Patriots.
0: For the third week in a row, I'm going against the Raiders, and I know I've been burned twice, but if you got a coach like Belichick who is able to recognize and game plan – to almost a perfect T, obviously was able to open up that defense against seattle that looked pretty good but it's just Derek Carr is averaging like three yards in the air per pass there's no way at least one coach in the nfl is going to figure that out and if it's someone it's for sure going to be bill belichick so i and their defense the raiders defense is just really bad so there's i just find no way that the patriots don't cover this four and a half spread here
1: All right, Spence. So on uh, SiriusXM Mad Dog Radio, Pat McAfee, former Indianapolis Colt, has a show. Rob Nikovich, former Patriots Super Bowl champion, was on that show and talked about how the Patriots' run defense is awful. And as good as Josh Jacobs is, a superstar, that they should have a field day being able to run against this defense. And let's give John Gruden credit. He has absolutely coached his ass off in the beginning of this year and should have a really good game plan but here's going to be my counter to Rob Ninkovich and and that terrible run defense uh, of the Patriots. Belichick is a master at taking away what you do best. So I think they're going to prepare to take away Josh Jacobs. They're going to commit to that. And like we've talked about Derek Carr has not shown us that he's going to consistently make the accurate deep ball down the field. And the Patriots didn't have their best performance in the secondary last last week. Stefan Gilmore is the reigning NFL defensive player of the year. And I think they're going to challenge Derek Carr to beat them through the air. Uh, And if they're going to rely on Darren Waller to single-handedly do that, uh, I don't know that that's going to happen. I think they're they're going to really force Carr to beat them. And I don't know that he'll be up to the challenge on the road. So I'm with you. I'm going to take into consideration what former Patriot Rob Nikovich said, but I'm going to trust Bill Belichick and company, to, to really game plan against Jacobs, not let them control the clock, not let them beat them in the air, force Carr to beat them on third down through the air. I think Belichick and the Patriots win that matchup. I think they win by a touchdown. So give me the five and a half points with Cam Newton, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots. Next matchup, there's 2-0 Chicago Bears travel to Atlanta to take on the 0-2 Falcons. The Falcons are a a three-and-a-half point favorite in that matchup as they blew a huge lead last week against Dallas. That's a tough one to come back from. Uh, But the Bears were not impressive in their win against the Hapless Giants, but they did get the win. So an interesting matchup. Falcons three-and-a-half point favorite, Spence. Who do you like here?
0: (laughs) I, I want to take the Falcons and they were a good bet last week. It's really just one of the most bizarre things you'll ever see in football, the way that onside kick went and the two and O bears have just not looked good at all. And the Falcons have looked good and that's the thing. So I'm hoping and I'm going to take the Falcons here and I just, they should be getting on track. So, and I just don't have enough faith in the bears at all, just offensively, you know, they have these spurts, but that's not going to work over the course of an entire season. It might work against the lions and all these other middling teams, but not, not over a 16 game season. So who do you like Spence? Who's your pick? The Falcons. Falcons? I'm taking the Falcons. Yeah.
1: I'm with you here. I I like the Falcons. I think they get back on track at the Georgia dome. Uh, I I think the bears, you know, travel on the road. I like what they're capable of doing, Uh, but I think the Falcons get back on track and they have to have a win here. Yeah. And and put up C wins comment about Hunter Renfro. Look, I, I think Hunter Renfro, could absolutely explode, but you're asking me to trust Derek Carr to do what he hasn't done consistently on the road uh, against a elite defensive coach. I'm not ready to say he's going to do that. And so Hunter Redfro could have a really nice game. Look, their young receivers are, are extremely talented and it could be very tough for them to stay with rugs. But you mentioned it, Spence and we talked about it. He had two deep balls and out, out through rugs twice. And he's had probably about four or five of those deep balls during this year. And I don't know that he's hit one. He's maybe hit one. None of them have been for a touchdown. So (laughs) I know he's capable. I think he can do it. I I do. I like Derek Carr as a quarterback, but not in this spot. And I think they fail. But we'll see how it plays out. Look, the Raiders could could show everybody they're absolutely for real, going on a short week, East Coast to Foxborough, uh, against a very well-coached defensive team and get a win. They're going to make believers out of everybody real quick because starting off the season three and to0 with two of those huge wins against the Saints and the Patriots, they can do it. I guarantee you they'll have everybody's attention. And with the expanded playoff system this year, they're going to put themselves in prime position starting off three and O. Spence, if they get this win Sunday, because they got two games against a Denver team who Blake Bortles is going to be their quarterback in the next few weeks. So you can't tell me those aren't two winnable games. Uh, the Chargers, with a rookie quarterback, Herbert, you can't tell tell me they're not going to take one out of two with the confidence they'll have. So now we're talking six wins just there itself. Uh, if the Raiders find a way to go on the road, see win, and start off 3-0 against the Patriots, uh, who has surprised people thus far, who were one yard away from being 2-0 themselves, it'll be an enormous back-to-back win. But I think coming off the high – of opening Allegiant Stadium, going on the road in tough environment, fans or no fans, is going to be too much. But we'll see. It's going to be fun to watch. Next game, Spence, uh, the 0-2 Carolina Panthers without Christian McCaffrey travel West Coast to take on the LA Chargers in Sohai Stadium. Uh, The Chargers are a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Justin Herbert will get to start after head coach Anthony Lynn kind of threw him under the bus uh, saying that, uh Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starter of healthy well we've come to find out that the trainer punctured along and giving Taylor a shot before the game he'll be out indefinitely Herbert will get the start which I think is probably a good thing for the Chargers Uh six and a half point favorite no McCaffrey uh, for the Panthers we know that secondary is suspect I think Herbert doubles down he has another good performance I'm going to go and go ahead and give the edge to the Chargers and I think they win by a touchdown give me the Chargers minus six and a half against Carolina
0: Yeah, and I can't rave enough about this Chargers defense who held the Chiefs in all accounts like possible. So I have to imagine that without Christian McCaffrey, they'll be able to emulate that performance. Now, if they had Tyrod Taylor in at quarterback, I wouldn't be as confident. But I think, you know, this young guy for the Chargers has a real chance, Herbert, to, you know, another confidence-building game, too, for a young rookie. I mean, you can't really picture a better matchup for, you know, a young guy to face because... Their defense is just that bad. So if you can get a similar performance out of the defense and Herbert can just play as well as he did, to me that's an easily a touchdown uh, win game. So I will take the Chargers in this matchup as well.
1: We're in agreement there. Uh, Maybe the worst team in the league, Spence, in our next matchup and and definitely, in my opinion, the coach that gets canned first. Uh, But there's some really – there's a big running for that as uh, the Vikings 0-2, the Lions 0-2. Um, but Adam Gase Gase may be the worst of the bunch. The Jets travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. William Hill has the Colts as an 11-and-a-half-point favorite in this matchup. Colts got an easy win last week, uh, but they lost a few key players due to injury. Uh, The Jets, no Le'Veon Bell. A lot of dissension in that locker room. Tough matchup here. Big number, Spence. Colts, 11-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jets. Who do you like?
0: Gosh, yeah, I hate that line. Do I think Phillip Rivers can win by 11 points? He did last week against a better team. I no, oh, I t- I said I would never bet on uh, Philip Rivers for the rest of the season, but I'm going to take the Colts here. I I think that the Jets are really just that bad, and that's just so sad. That's all you
1: got, Spence. my <laughs> oh, I'm about sad. There.
0: I'm sad about this that I'm I'm betting so much on Philip Rivers.
1: Uh I I don't, of course, I don't like this matchup. I don't like the points. I don't like the Jets, but I'm gonna take the big number here. I'm gonna take the Jets plus an 11 and a half. I don't have a great reason other, other than the fact that uh, no team's gonna go 0 16 against the spread. And we've seen we've seen the, the Jets in past find a way to make these games close. Sam Darnold is is not that good, but he finds a way to be decent in this game and keep the Jets close. Uh, I think this game stays within the number to give you the Jets plus the 11 and a half. Really good matchup in the next one, Spence. The Cowboys, after an unbelievable comeback win last week uh, on a very big high, taking their record to one and one, they traveled to the West Coast to take on the Seahawks and Russell Wilson who has almost as many touchdown passes as he has incompletions on the year. Nine touchdown passes to only 11 incompletions. Russell Wilson, the clear favorite, through two games to be the MVP. Uh, They got a really exciting win last week against the Patriots, 35-30. The Cowboys travel and come into town to take on the Seahawks. The Seahawks are a five-point favorite in this one. They won by exactly five last week. What are your thoughts on this matchup, Spence? Cowboys-Seahawks.
0: I believe that the Cowboys come back down to earth. They had no reason to be within 14 points that Falcons game and the Seahawks have proven that they are just significantly that much better. Their defense didn't look great given, but the Cowboys defense is so bad and the Seahawks offense looks so good that I have to believe the Seahawks can take care of business by at least a touchdown in this game. So I'm all over Seahawks.
1: Uh, this is a tough one, Spence, because typically I would I would agree with you, and, and I'm kind of making a last-minute decision here because I don't know which way I want to go because I do think Dallas could keep this game close. Overall, though, Russell Wilson is just too much. He's too good, um, and in prime time, he's even better. Is this an afternoon game or is this a Sunday night game, Spence? This is an afternoon game.
0: I think so this is an not- afternoon game.
1: So it's not quite prime time. Oh, God, man, this is a tough one. Uh I'm going to take the Cowboys. I don't like it just like last week uh, with the Rams game because this is really a tough one. But give me the five points. Uh, I think it's a four-point game. Give me the Cowboys plus five uh, really regrettably, but I'll I'll do it. Wow. Next game in Denver, Tampa Bay. uh, Tom Brady got back on the winning track. The Buccaneers traveled to Denver to take uh, take on the Broncos. Drew Locke is out. Is it Jeff Driscoll that gets under center now for Denver? Yep. Uh, This is a game I really like. I know it's tough to travel to Denver and play, but Driscoll at quarterback. I like the way that Tampa Bay's defense played last week. Uh, Give me Brady and the Patriots minus the five and a uh, plus. Yeah. Minus the five and a half. I'll take Tampa Bay in this one. Spence.
0: This is my play of the week. If I can give one out. I, I think this would be close. Yeah. Yeah. This this is what I'll choose for that. So if you have at quarterback, I feel a little more uneasy about this, but uh, the fact that Driscoll's in and the fact that the Buccaneers seem to be gaining momentum offensively and defensively, I have to imagine that pushes them way over the edge in this matchup. Probably a few turnovers uh, the Broncos are good for. You know they're solid defensively, but I think that really starts to set in once you start losing those key guys for the Broncos. I think our people are going to key in on a lot more, on that a lot more. And if there's someone who's going to do it, it's definitely going to be Tom Brady.
1: All right, Spence. The next matchup, Detroit travels to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Cardinals 2-0. Lions 0 2. William Hill has the Cardinals sitting as a six point favorite. Spence, that was your play of the day last week. The Cardinals, do you think they keep the momentum rolling and do they win by six here in this matchup?
0: Uh, you have to take the Cardinals here, right? The Lions, although starting off pretty well, uh, you know, they just their defense just doesn't seem locked in. There's some there's a lack of focus, which is actually kind of surprising. You would think with their coach, that would be one of their key things. Uh offensively, they look pretty good, but this Cardinals offense is just so crazy uh, dynamic and they're able to move the ball and DeAndre Hopkins has just proven that he is just that good and it makes the Texans look that much worse for our 0-2 opposite of the Cardinals 2-0. So I'm all over. I thought this game would be a higher line. I'm taking minus, the minus six and a half for the Cardinals here.
1: All right, C-Win. I know you're a Lions fan, so you'll like this one. Remember week one last year, lions cardinals Cliff Kingsbury's, de- Cliff Kingsbury's debut, Matt Patricia's coaching de- debut, the Lions got off to a very fast start in that game. They were up by, I believe, three scores. They let Arizona come back. That game ended up going to overtime and being a tie. That being said, the Lions, of course, are desperate for a win. The Cardinals are feeling themselves a little too much. Uh, the Lions have had the lead in both their games th- so far this year. I think they find a way to stay competitive in this one. I do think they have a chance, like C. Wynn said, to uh, to win this week. Uh, that being said, I think they keep it close. I think they learned from last year. I think Stafford has his best game of the year this year. As It's just unfortunate the bad luck that Matt Stafford gets because he is a franchise quarterback. Uh, I think – the Lions established the run. I think Stafford makes uh, minimal mistakes this game. And give me give me the points. Uh, I will take the Lions plus the six. So see when you'll be happy to hear that. And I think your Lions maybe actually win outright this week. Next game, Sunday night, Spence. Uh, the Green Bay Packers traveled to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, the Saints, very poor performance last week on Monday night to open Allegiant Stadium as the Raiders beat them. The Packers are flying high. Aaron Rodgers playing some of his best football. And they're an underdog in New Orleans. The Saints, William Hill has them as a three-point favorite. Spence, who do you like here? New Orleans green bit.
0: It's pretty embarrassing. I, I don't know where this line comes from. Maybe they know something we don't. I was just certainly not impressed with the way the Saints looked. I think uh, in that Raiders game, the Saints looked worse than the Raiders looked good, if that makes sense. And we all know what Aaron Rodgers is doing this season. I don't really know – like. Why, why won't Aaron Jones have a massive game? You know Why won't uh, uh, Devontae Adams have a big game? I don't think there's any particularly particular reason. It's pretty insane. So I'm going to ride the hot hand. I don't think it's going to last forever. I don't think the Packers are going to go undefeated or anything. But so far, I like the matchups they had, and I like Festively getting the three points in favor of the Packers. I'm thinking Packers are right here.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, Spence. I think the Packers are the better team. I think Rodgers is is always up for these primetime matchups. and. Look, uh, Green Bay's defensive performance at, in the first half last week wasn't very good, but the star for Green Bay last week wasn't necessarily Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Jones, as he had over 200 all-purpose yards. And look, Green Bay is playing as good as anybody right now, so give me that really hot team plus the points. Uh, yeah, he, he's playing great, so you win. And give me Give me the Packers plus the three, and I think they got a chance to win outright on the money line. Another really great game, Spence, finishing off the week, week three Monday night. Uh, two of the favorites in the AFC, the chiefs travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Ravens currently sitting as a three and a half point favorite Spence. I know who you like in this one started off.
0: Yeah. I just think this may be like a a flawed philosophy, but if you can get someone like the chiefs, so as talented as they are at plus points, I feel like that's an automatic bet. And gosh, I mean, you know, the chargers did play them well and the Ravens defense is equivocal to the chargers defense in that sense. So, it, but even with that given, I think this is a close game. So if it's a field goal game, I'm fine with the Chiefs losing. But I've, plus that half point, I think that half point really makes a difference to me. I'm taking the Chiefs here for sure.
1: Yeah, the Chiefs, uh, I, I wouldn't say they have a Super Bowl hangover. They're 2-0, and um, but they're, they're not playing as high octane and as smooth as we have accustomed to seeing them at times. Baltimore, on the other hand, doesn't seem to have missed a beat Uh, They're scoring 30 points a game. They're really playing well. And I think they feel like they missed a shot to be in the AFC championship game against the Chiefs last week. So I think this is a game they've got circled on the calendar. They're at home and I think they're going to be ready to roll and ramped up. Give me the Ravens and I'll, I'll lay the bad number minus three and a half. So I'll take the Ravens on this one, Spence. So there's our picks. Um, Nobody decided to step up to the plate this week. Corey has got a lot to say over in the (laughs) chat. He thinks he's got this one locked up. Uh, So Spence, I think this is going to be our most interesting week. We're on opposite sides in four or five games. So one of us is going to look really good or we're going to go half and half and we're going to split it down the middle. So we'll kind of see how that shapes up. But if you think you got guts enough to step up to the challenge, you're more than welcome to send me a message and appear on the rest stop on Thursdays. If you could beat the Believer and the Wiz, uh, you will be the champ, and you'll get to come back next week to defend your title, and you could gloat and uh, cheer yourself on as you beat uh, the two guys running the rest stop here. Uh, I doubt it's going to happen. One guy has already stepped up to the plate and failed, so whoever's up next, please feel free to accept the challenge. Spence, earlier they were talking about uh, the shirt I'm touting today. Yeah, here we go. The best friend shirt, Spence. So what do you know about the best friends, my man?
0: I don't know anything about it, actually. You don't know
1: anything? Well, here, I got a task for you after we get off the show and anybody in the chat. I want you to to go to your YouTube page after you're done searching uh, the rest stop episode five, four, three, two, and give us some support. Make sure you you search AEW best friends and in particular, Orange Cassidy, because if you haven't done it yet, you will get yourself a little bit of entertainment before you go to sleep tonight. So before Corey has a glass of milk and some cookies, before he nods off and changes his baby's diaper uh, before he goes to sleep, he needs to go ahead and search the best friends on YouTube after he's done searching uh, the rest stop, and then he can get himself entertained for the evening, okay, because the best friends are the hottest thing going in wrestling, and this guy right here, Orange Cassidy, he's another one, he's the man, so make sure you check it out, you'll see what the best friend shirt is all about, and that's how we roll here on the rest stop, Spence, so what are your thoughts about that?
0: Sounds like a plan. I, it's been a long time since I've popped in wrestling. So it, it would be fun to kind of get that going again.
1: Well, there you go. There you have it. So before we close up tonight, Spence, of course, uh, some of the talking points around the news and, and across sports is some of the civil unrest going on. Uh, we've heard about some of the verdicts going down and Brianna Taylor thing with the cops. Uh, none of them were charged with murder. Uh, One was charged with an offense that wasn't directly connected to her shooting, I believe. Spence, you made a good point to me off the air, and I'd like you to share some of that with the listeners. We have a lot of people uh, that are really driven by emotion when it comes to this stuff and not understanding or educating themselves on the law and and what actually has to happen uh, for, in other words, justice to be served. So Spence, just talk a little bit. Uh, about what you know about the case, and then maybe educate some people on why the outcome uh, didn't happen the way a lot of people were kind of clamoring and expecting it to happen.
0: Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of layers to this, and I'm not here to give a political opinion and say, I believe this should have happened or this should have happened. I can just tell you from the small amount of classes I've taken on law is that there's two different kinds of cases, right? You have civil cases, which are lawsuits about money, and you have criminal cases now, with civil cases about money, one person just has to be more right than the other. As long as the, the majority opinion goes to one person, they will win that case. It's not—it's not like that in criminal. You have to have a 100% jury uh, decision. So that means—if that means like, oh, six of us think that this guy committed first degree murder, but four of us don't. That's not a—that is not a decision. A jury cannot say that. They have to all be on the same page. So. To convince and throw a bag at someone, a first degree murder is extremely hard to convince a, a jury of your peers. And I think there's this weird stigma that the that the um this one person made the decision. No, it's it's a jury of your people like it, these are regular people. And I guess you can say all of them, uh you know, are biased or something like that. But it's very hard in criminal court to make these huge decisions that basically put someone on death row. It's why it's so rare.
1: Yeah, Spence, and C. Wynn said it right there, burden of proof, much less in -hmm. civil court. And and look, uh, switching lanes a little bit, but still politically kind of driven, uh, I'm really bothered by what's going on with this second stimulus package here in this country. Um, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi came out and and has said that they're not going to send anybody on vacation or break until a second stimulus is reached. And she's gone ahead and changed her mind. And it's just ridiculous. I'm so sick and tired of these politicians playing politics and really putting the American people aside. There's still so many millions of Americans that are struggling to pay their bills, um, that can't feed their families, that don't have full-time jobs to go back to. And these politicians can't get together in a room and agree on something to help the American people out. This is not the American people's fault that everything got turned upside down based on this pandemic, that we haven't had clear and concise information seamlessly throughout the entirety of this whole ordeal for the last five months. It's complete crap that Pelosi wants to make this about impeaching Trump or the the Speaker of the House or the the Senate seat or the Congress seat or whatever. It's all crap. They all need to get in a room and agree on something to help the American people. Why other countries are able to help their citizens get by during this time of uncertainty, the fact that we can't get it together in this country is sick. And I'm so tired of Pelosi and every other, whatever side you're on, they can't just seem to get in a room and agree on something. It's like, it's got to be about Trump. It's got to be about the election. I don't care what it's about. The first priority should be helping the American people. And then let's let everything else fall into place after that. So hopefully. If not tomorrow, sometime next week, they can put their egos aside and come to an agreement, so they can help get the American people back on track. So, uh, Spence, I know it's uh, it's a hot button topic, but there's there's so many Americans right now that are that are struggling, that are really panicking and have a lot of anxiety because they can't pay their bills. And these apartment complexes and houses, uh, they were. Uh, leaning at the beginning, but they're starting not to be now, charging late fees and and, and so on and so forth. Uh, the government has to step up to the plate and do their job and, and really get this second stimulus going and stop playing the political banter.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of this comes down to is with the first stimulus bill, I'm assuming this is happening again with this bill. They're trying to add different components to the bill uh, with like other very politically driven bailing out other businesses all within this one bill. I guess they're trying to get it all done in one go. But as we've seen they have they just can't find a way to do that, which is the most frustrating part. This bill should be only about giving money out to those people who need it, not about what this business needs or this clinic needs and all that kind of stuff. Let's go back to the drawing board, get this bill out of the way and then you can make another stimulus package for businesses or something like that, you know?
1: That's right. Look, Spence, great show tonight, man. Uh, Look, this is going to be our best week from the picks uh, yet, so make sure you tune back in on Tuesday to see how we did against the spread in the NFL. And, of course, with everything going on in sports, there will be tons to talk about as the NBA playoffs are getting going. Uh, C-Win, Corey, thanks, guys, for checking in. We're going to have you guys on the show, C-Win and Corey, not only to give your picks but to give your opinion on what's going on. I appreciate you guys listening. Bravo, Corey, c Amir, Audrey Hartz, Tominator, everyone joining the chat. Thank you guys so much. If you missed any part of the show, make sure you search under any of the, the podcasting platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, search Landry Football Conference Call, Audio Boom, and then after that, you'll see the rest stop. Make sure you give us a download and a like. Also, make sure you download the Twitch app. And you can find us live every Tuesday and Thursday, nine o'clock Pacific time, www.twitch.tv slash Chris Landry football. And of course on my social media, on Twitter, on my Facebook page, also go to YouTube and search Brad the Believer. That's my YouTube channel. You can see all of our podcasting stuff on there. For Spencer the Wiz, you can follow him at Spencer the Wiz. I'm Brad the Believer. Follow me at Brad the Believer. Have a great weekend, guys. Make some money. Enjoy the games. We'll see you back here live from Las Vegas on Tuesday.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with
1: Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com.
0: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.
1: Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.